This is a WTOP original podcast. From Podcast One. Coming up in this episode of Target USA. It was 2 a.m., December 5th, 2017. I woke kind of to a start. I had incredible vertigo, nausea. I couldn't even stand up. Mark Polymeropoulos was undercover with the CIA in Moscow on business. For a week, he was down thinking it was food poisoning, but it wasn't. And later in the week, he was hit again. It kind of knocked me out for another 24 hours, and then I barely crawled on the airplane and uh, made it home. And there's one chief suspect. Pretty strong circumstantial case that the Russians were behind us. Lasers or microwaves are suspected, as was the case in China and Cuba. Now, there are legitimate concerns about whether it's happening right here in the U.S. Coming up on this edition of Target USA. The National Security Podcast. From WTOP in Washington, D.C., this is Target USA. Russia could render huge harm to this country. North Korea's secret missile. Capable of reaching the whole of the United States. Dangerous terrorist. D.C. is repeatedly mentioned as someplace they would like to seek an attack. Cyber criminals. Decryption successful. America has a target on its back. And on this program, we investigate the threats, the people behind them, the agencies fighting them, and the impact on you. This is Target USA. The National Security Podcast. I'm J.J. Green. You might remember several years ago hearing about U.S. diplomats in Cuba that suffered from sonic attacks. They had hearing loss suffered from migraines and a range of physical effects that lasted for some for years. Well, here's a story you may not have heard unless you read about it in the New York Times or maybe GQ recently. It's the story of a retired CIA clandestine service officer. His name is Mark Polymeropoulos. And interestingly, he was in Moscow around the same time that U.S. diplomats in Cuba and later China were suffering from these attacks that no one could explain. Perhaps it was a microwave or a laser. And we also didn't know who did it. But now, as a result of hearing his story, we have a good idea who might have been behind all of them. Mark, tell me about the day in Moscow several years ago when you got nauseous, you're in your hotel room. Tell me about what you experienced, the symptoms. Sure. Well, it was uh, it was the uh, you know late late evening, actually early early in the morning, probably one two o'clock in the morning, um, in early December of uh, 2017. I awoke kind of to a start. I had incredible vertigo, uh, vertigo, nausea. I couldn't even stand up. Um, you know, almost fell down on the floor, and uh, it was pretty scary. You know, I had uh, I'd spent many years in, in war zones such as Iraq and Afghanistan, but this was probably the most scared I'd ever been because I really didn't know what was happening to me. Later, um, at a dinner something similar happened. Would you explain that too? Right. Several nights later, um, I, I recovered a bit over several days, several nights later, just as I sat down for dinner at a, at a, at a you know, a fancy uh, restaurant in Moscow. Um, I started experiencing the same kind of dizziness and, uh, and nausea. Uh, and it kind of knocked me out for another 24 hours. And then I kind of barely kind of crawled on the airplane and, uh, and made it home. Um, but it was, uh, it was, uh, it was certainly a repeat of, uh, of what happened, uh, in the previous week. And then, Later, at home in the United States, again, something similar, right? 
So when I returned home uh, in the you know in the, in the late December and then January timeframe, I, I wasn't feeling great, but the symptoms really um, came on once again, a little bit different, kind of splitting migraines, um, uh, which uh, which to this day, you know, three years later, have not gone away. Twenty four seven migraine, but around the March timeframe was the worst. I uh, I had uh, I had terrible migraines. I had lost my long distance vision, had tinnitus, which is kind of ringing in the ears. Um, and it was clear that something, something, you know, was seriously wrong, uh, with me, uh, with me health wise, I ended up missing almost uh, four months of work, uh, kind of cumulatively, uh, over, uh, 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 you know, over that, over 2018. Who do you think did this? Well, I think, you know, at first, you know, you, you're, you're always kind of questioning, uh, what happened, whether it was food poisoning or not, but then ultimately, you know, I go back, you know, obviously I was, you know, not a friend of the Russians and, uh. I think based on some some uh, later investigative work by uh, by my colleagues at, at, uh, at the CIA after I had retired, um, you know, I think there's a there's a it looks like there's a pretty strong circumstantial uh, case that the Russians were uh, were behind us. Um, what we believe is a, is a microwave weapon attack. The, the situation in, in the U.S., do you believe that was the, your, your, your symptoms were from what it were residual to what had happened to you before? Or do you believe it was another attack? I think it was a uh, residual. I think, uh, uh, you know, it was, there was something that happened um, you know, clearly in the events of December, 2017, that, that kind of stayed with me. And, uh, uh, and so, so no, I, I don't, I don't believe there was another attack in the United States uh, against me. I think it was just, uh, you know, whatever had occurred um, uh, was, uh, was kind of manifest then um, really, really uh, starting in, uh, in March. Um, but again, it's, you know, this is now almost three years of a, of a daily headache. Um, it's chronic pain. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's something that ultimately led me to, uh, to retire when I turned 50 in, uh, in July of 2019. There was another situation that I read about in this New York Times article or another article where another person who was on a street in the U.S., one of your former colleagues, I'm not sure if you knew her or not, this person, um, that they experienced this very same kind of thing. Are you familiar with that? So I'm, I'm just kind of uh, generally familiar with it. You know, I had retired um, when this had uh, occurred. So I'm familiar with it. I think this was, uh, you know, someone who was, uh, uh, again, from what I've seen in the press, um, was, uh, was on the national security staff, uh, or the NSC staff at the, at the White House. Um, and so uh, apparently this, this did happen to her both overseas and then in the United States, which uh, you know, again, I, I don't have any direct knowledge of it, but if true, it's pretty concerning because that shows the, kind of the reach um, of the perpetrators, not only uh, when we're traveling uh, outside the country, but also in the United States as well. This is what I want to get at, Mark. This is the United States. And uh, I don't think your colleague would lie. Um, and I do know that there have been I've done a number of interviews and a good deal of research with other people who have suggested that this type of weapon could be a microwave type of weapon. What have you heard about what the possibilities are for this type of weapon? Well, 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 look, you know, I think that, uh, you know, what, what we saw in the press uh, uh, reports over the last 24 hours is is pretty compelling when you have the National Academy of Sciences, you know, one of the most reputable organizations um, talking about uh, the likelihood that this was a microwave weapon when, you know, the doctors at University of Pennsylvania and the National Institute of Health and at Walter Reed um, all kind of collectively believe that an event occurred. This is not, uh, you know, individuals in these cohorts making things up. Um, and then finally, you know, I think there's historic uh, uh, reporting and evidence that the Russians actually do have this weapon. Um, and they're one of only probably a, a, a few countries uh, that does possess this. So, you know, putting that together, I think there's a there's a very strong case that it was a microwave weapon. And 
And all I would ask and that I've always asked from the United States government is that that, you know, that not only this get investigated, but ultimately that um, those of us who have been affected receive treatment. And that by treatment, that means that kind of world class facilities. Uh, one of the key parts um, that I like to talk about this uh, this issue is that we need to treat what happened um, to those of us, whether it was in Havana, uh, in, uh, in Moscow or in China. We have to treat it like this was a combat injury. You know, the, the Department of Defense is very good. Um, at treating its its soldiers um, who who get blown up, uh, you know, in terms of a TBI, a traumatic brain injury. Um, Walter Reed is the is the world class facility. Um, we have to have the civilian agencies, both the CIA and the State Department, kind of take that same attitude and and get our officers uh, the treatment. I think a perfect way of looking at this is, you know, the CIA and state right now are acting as the NFL did 15 years ago when it comes to TBI. And we need to move them uh, them forward into the into the you know 2021 time period where uh, where it's treated right away. Okay, let's leave the press out of this and what's in open source and all that. Let's leave that out. Let's talk as much as you can about what you know, what your colleagues have been able to share with you, and the the intel side of this. Um, and 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 I'm very curious about the type of what you think the type of weapon is. I mean, do you know anything about the possibilities of the size, the use, how it's deployed? I, I actually, I do not. And in fact, you know, the, the research that was done on this and kind of, uh, you know, from what I've learned um, just informally from my colleagues is that, you know, this, of course, happened uh, uh, all after I retired. Um, uh, so I'm really not, an, you know, uh, an authority uh, on this uh, so, at all. No, I'm not looking for that. Um, because I've talked to several people who trace this activity back to the 1970s right. in Moscow. So you haven't heard any of that information? I, I, I certainly have. That You know, the Russians uh, had this weapon and, uh, uh, you know, certainly, uh, uh, there, there, you know, if you take a look back to some cases, um, even into the mid-1990s and, uh, uh, and onwards, there's been officers who have served in Moscow who believe they were hit by such a, such a weapon, I think. Um, there was a, you know, the, that has been, that has been out well, but, you know, ultimately there is certainly, you know, intelligence reporting, um, uh, that, uh, that suggests the Russians have this weapon. Uh, and, uh, and I think I'll just, I'll leave it at that. All right. So then if we're doing a story on this, where do we go to find out what this weapon is? Because there are a number of people who profess some knowledge or have been victims of this, but are totally reluctant to say anything about the weapon. And I'm just wondering is it that no one knows or is there a concern from your perspective about what might happen if you talked about it? So I think the, the place to go in this um, is the United States military. Um, I think that it's fair to say that we have uh, uh, likely developed weapons just like this. Um, we certainly have not employed them. Um, but uh, when it comes to kind of directed energy weapons, microwave weapons, I think the U.S. military uh, has, a, has a strong kind of repository of knowledge. Uh, on this, and I'm fairly confident that the that CIA has talked to the military as well, um, in order to gain some insight on what what our adversaries might be might be using. I know, you, well, I don't know you that well, but I know you well enough to know you have no love lost for Vladimir Putin, the Russian government, the Kremlin, and and some of the tactics that they have employed over time uh, to attack the U.S. Do you consider these situations attacks? Or do you consider, what do you consider these? I mean, how do you, how do you characterize what's happened to you and your other colleagues? I mean, there have been people in China and ch people in right. Cuba that have gone through the same symptoms 
Um, what do you con- how do you characterize what's happened to these people? So you know, I, I characterize this as a you know this is a this is a weapon that uh, that uh, disables um, that takes people out of commission. So you have you know uh, officers, officials from the United States government and multiple different agencies, whether it's CIA or state or commerce, who have been hit up. But ultimately, it's not something that kills. It's something that disables. It takes people away from their jobs, um, and it's incredibly difficult to uh, to trace. So uh, it, it is an offensive weapon, and I think the Russians um, have shown no compunction to to use such. Uh, uh, devices over the years. If you talk to old Russia hands who served in Moscow in the 70s, 80s, 90s, um, the Russians were using uh, things such as spy dust and others, which are you know terrible health effects um, uh, against our officers. So again, it's a this, this microwave weapon is it's a it's a weapon of, uh, of terror. It's, it's designed to to sow fear um, and uh, and ultimately disable uh, in the long term uh, officials of the U.S. government. Mark, how are you doing now? You mentioned migraine headaches and that they continue in, in this, well, migraines, because I know that migraines are more than just a headache. It's a range of symptoms that impact the entire body. I know tinnitus often goes with that. How are you doing and how are you managing that? So, you know, that, this is, I've learned how to manage what is uh, just very simply chronic pain. You know, I have a, I have a headache uh, 24-7 that really has not gone away for three years now. Um, I wake up with it. I go to sleep with it. It's probably about at a three or four level. So um, it causes a lot of fatigue. So I can certainly have these conversations. I can I can see friends. I can see what go watch my son play uh, play baseball. Um, but ultimately, I could not work any longer. Um, so, but it's 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 chronic pain, and so it's uh, it's demoralizing. Um, it takes a kind of a, a, a uh, you know quite a toll mentally. Um, uh, and I'm just you know continuously in search via my doctors um, of something that would help. Um, whether it's a uh, new kind of medications or physical therapy. Um, but, uh, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's been a pretty brutal journey over the last three years. Um, I'm functional, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not dead yet. Um, but it certainly has affected my life. And, uh, and so I really, I'm, I'm, I'm still seeking for, uh, for a way not to have a headache, uh, you know, 24 hours a day. Well, I hate to hear you talk about being not dead yet because, uh, <laughs> I, I, but, but you know, no, I'm serious about this because, uh, in the short time that I've known you, you've been a tremendous resource for truth and a tremendous resource for what's decent and good and right. And it is just very hard to imagine that you're going through this. And from what I've read, there's some reluctance on the part of the U.S. government in some cases to believe some of this stuff that some of the folks similar to you have experienced have actually experienced. And I'm wondering... Do you believe you're getting the help you should and all of those that are uh, afflicted with this are, are getting the help they need? Uh, no, no, I don't. And I think that's that's you know one of the reasons it, this has been a very, you know, uh, it was a very difficult decision to speak out. You know, I have someone who lived, you know, I was someone who lived in the shadows for a long time. And while I certainly comment on international affairs um, quite regularly, talking about my own personal medical situation was uh, was very difficult. But I chose to do this for two reasons. Um, one is there seems to be a reluctance uh, at CIA in particular um, amongst the CIA leadership, but really amongst the leadership of our Office of Medical Services um, to acknowledge that something has happened to us and to get us the treatment that we need. Um, it's almost as though uh, they're in denial. And, and, and I would even agree that there is a there is a strong circumstantial case that the Russians are behind this, but it's not definitive. But that shouldn't matter. Um, ultimately, our the leadership, uh, uh, our medical leadership at CIA, as well as our, our leadership of the organization, should just kind of grant uh, uh, us the ability to go get proper medical care. And it's something that 
that has really troubled me. So this is the reason why I, I, uh, I decided to speak out. And, and, and you know, this is, is not just about me. It's about for all the cohort as well, because in talking to members uh, uh, who have been afflicted with this from State Department, from Department of Commerce, they actually have been treated far worse and they're in far worse medical conditions than me. So I feel a sense of responsibility um, to try to help uh, others as well. You know, JJ, you know, I was asked by the United States government, by CIA to do a lot of, a lot of tough stuff, a lot of difficult things in, in hard places. But there was always a pact I had with my leadership that if something did go wrong, that they would take care of me. It's pretty remarkable that I made it through, you know, Afghanistan and Iraq unscathed, despite some some close calls. But I end up getting sick on a, on a on a trip to Moscow of all places. But I would have expected more from my leadership and and the leadership in our Office of Medical Services to get to get us to get me the care um, that was quite uh, uh, that was quite simple and, and just and just you know so needed. Um, that's what I'm hoping to do in speaking out like this. Now, there's nothing, there's no financial remuner, you know, remuneration that I'm interested in. Um, uh, it's just simply getting the proper medical care. And, uh, and so I hope talking to you today and, and, and kind of some of the recent revelations in the press will, uh, will spur the agency to ultimately just do the right thing. Two, two questions. One, um, two-parter. Do you think that there is a link between the reluctance of the medical folks in the IC, CIA specifically, uh, to, to allow you to, or to provide the kind of medical care that you're seeking uh, and concerns about what you said earlier about the U.S. possibly having a similar weapon. Um, do you think there's a concern about um, doing this, that um, there might be some kind of, um, uh, I guess, uh, some kind of... Um, blowback for this i i i don't uh, because you know first of all uh, you know we would never employ uh, uh, such a weapon so so you know that and, and again it, it's, it still doesn't make sense to me why um they would just not let us kind of quietly seek and get medical care um that they would assist with you know there's been there's been a lot of thought and and some comments that i've made as well that uh you know anything russia related is very difficult for our leadership to kind of comprehend when you're when you're putting the russians in a bad light because um because this administration certainly doesn't want to hear anything uh, about Russia right now. If you remember the whole issue with the bounties and the, and the kind of controversy around, around that. Um, but, but again, one of the things that, that doesn't have to happen is the, you know, the, the, we don't, the agency doesn't have to take a conclusive stand on this. Um, there is a circumstantial case and that is correct. That was according to, you know um, you know, my colleagues, if you, if you read the recent press reporting that that was actually briefed to the national security council, that there was a circumstantial case whether you believe that or not shouldn't affect whether officers are getting medical care. It's, it's quite simple. Um, you know, it, it's, it's not, you don't have to make that determination. What they should do is send us to get care. Simple as that. Um, and let the investigation uh, uh, by the CIA and others on, on who's behind it, let that play out. I think the last thing I would ask you is how far are you willing to go uh, to expose what you can about this? And given what you know about the leadership's reluctance for whatever reasons, well, I mean, look, I, I mean, you know, talking out in public is, is pretty far. I mean, you know, so so ultimately all, all, all I'm asking to do is just to get uh, proper medical care for myself and others. Um, you know, there's there's nothing more than I can really reveal because I actually was not even there during the investigation. So, um, you know, what has been uncovered uh, in terms of Russian culpability or not, that's not even for me uh, to discuss. I wasn't there and I'm not even a good source on that. What I'm a good source on is, um, you know, I got sick on a trip. Uh, uh, others have gotten ill as well and become ill as well. And so 
uh, I just want to press the agency leadership um, uh, just to do the right thing. And it really shouldn't be this hard. Um, uh, so whether it takes, you know, uh, talking to you like this or, or, you know, talking to Congress as well, um, ultimately just to get us proper medical care. Uh, uh, you know, there's, there's certainly that's, that's, that's my only intention. Um, and you know, you know, I, I still have faith. It's an organization I really do love. JJ, I've talked to you a lot about CIA, you know, over the time we've known each other and it's, it's a place I have, I have deep, you know, institutional, you know, love for it, friendships there. I still have, uh, you know, all of my, uh, uh, you know, all of my colleagues inside. So I, who I talk to, you know, on a regular basis. Um, uh, and so, uh, you know, this is not designed to denigrate the organization. It's, you know, I, th- I believe CIA is an indispensable um, part of our national security structure. Um, they just have to do the right thing. Uh, uh, in this case, um, uphold the pact that we had um, as officers of CIA and, uh, and and get us the right medical care. That was the very compelling story of Mark Polymeropoulos. And Mark, we'll be back to you soon to find out where things stand. Thank you for doing this with us. Thanks. Appreciate it. Be sure to check out our Twitter feed for more exclusive reporting on this, specifically whether or not Russia is trying to use that same weapon inside the U.S. Coming up in our next episode, it's going to be the day after. The day after the 2020 elections. So we'll see what we're talking about on that day. There have been reports that there could be some significant delays in vote counting, that there could be concerns about political violence, There are also concerns about whether or not there is a clear winner and what the aftermath will be for the sitting president and the nation. That's coming up on our next episode of Target USA. In the meantime, if you have questions or comments or suggestions, send me an email at jgreen at wtop.com. That's the letter J, the color green. One word at whiskeytangooscarpapa.com. Also, follow our podcast on Twitter. We're at T-U-S-A Podcast. That's at Tango Uniform Sierra Alpha Podcast. Also, please subscribe to our podcast. We'd appreciate it. And if you want more national security information, you can sign up for my newsletter. It's called Inside the Skiff. And you can sign up at WTOP.com. Search national security. I'm J.J. Green, and this is Target USA. The National Security Podcast. was coming. Guess who? Let me start this thing off. Join me every week for the Michael Irvin Podcast. We'll give you the full MIP experience. I'm talking everything from football to fashion. I will be chopping it up with playmakers, headline makers, and I am throwing haymakers. I'm the MVP of the MIP. Don't miss it. Download new episodes of the MIP, the Michael Irvin podcast, every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, and Spotify. Now, stay tuned for the latest headlines from the Associated Press.